What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is that you do to me? I don't know who you are. Just a friend from another star. Here I am, like a kid out of school, holding hands with a god. I'm a fool. Well, you look at me, quivering, like a little girl, shivering. You can see right through me. Can you read my mind? Can you picture the things I'm thinking of? Wondering why you are all the wonderful things you are. You can fly. You belong in the sky. You and I could belong to each other. need a friend. I'm the one to fly to. If you need to be loved, here I am. Read my mind. Another world. Another time. In the age of wonder. There was once a dream. You could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper. And it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. 
You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm gonna have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some of that pixie dust around, grab your happiest thought, and fly away with me, your pan, the spider pan, head host of The Lost Boys and of the Neverland Podcast. And I welcome you here to Neverland. We're going to have a lot of fun later. We're going to be joined, of course, by Lost Boy Eric. Not right now, but later. Also, Lost Boy Philip will be with us as our third host. This week, we're going to be discussing, of course, the loss of Margot Kidder, uh, a new Thundercats television show, and a few other things that we thought were fun that were not necessarily Disney-related, but we thought it would be a fun discussion anyway. That's all coming up later, but for now, I do have some interesting news updates, and I want to dive straight into them. the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. One of these, this actually comes from WDW News Today. They have some information about the new hotel and restaurant type of area. I guess this is mainly the restaurant. Well, there, we do know there's like a space-themed hotel, which specifically is going to be a Star Wars-style hotel. We know that's on the way. We don't have any more details about that. But a space-themed hotel, I believe we've spoken about this before, that's coming into Epcot. Uh, they claim to have some information about where that's going to be located. And it seems, I don't know if the Seas with Nemo and Friends is already gone or that we're expecting it to be gone, but they're expecting this new restaurant to go into that location. In fact, they expect you to have a transportation chamber that will take you into space to replace the hydrolators that actually were part of the Living Seas. So there seems to be something going on with that. I, I haven't been to Epcot since, well, you know, 2009, so I don't know what all has changed. I thought the Living Seas might have still been there, but shows what I know sometimes, I guess. They are expecting you're going to walk through a hallway that's supposed to be known as a space cellar, and they're making an assumption that that could be filled of some of the wines that the restaurant is going to have. Uh, other than that, they are expecting a two-level dining area, and it's going to be similar to like dining around like the Coral Reef, but it looks like you're going to have a large, of course, projection of space rather than an aquarium. Supposed to be able to have about 400 seats. The bar is going to be a little smaller with only about 12 guests on an upper level. Uh, this is expected to open before 2021, which of course would be the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. 
But speaking of the other side of the world, now, of course, we know that Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is coming to Walt Disney World, but we have some information about Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort, which is going to start up on September 7th and, of course, run all the way through October 31st. It'll take place in Disneyland Park and also Disney California Adventure Park. And, of course... It's limited time. You're going to have Oogie Boogie. He's taking over Disney California Adventure Park again because that was very successful last year. Uh, there's going to be like a swarm of bats encircling the Carthay Circle Theater. Cars Land, of course, will become Halloween. Radiator Springs is going to become Radiator Screams. Just everything that you expected from last year, of course, and the Guardians of the Galaxy is going to have some monsters after dark. A lot of the stuff you got last year, it's going to happen again. So if you enjoyed it last year or if you didn't get a chance to go last year and you wanted to... Of course, it's coming around again. June 5th is when the tickets are going to go on sale for the Disneyland Resort annual pass holders, Disney Resorts Visa card holders, and the Disney Vacation Club members. The rest of us, June 12th is when the tickets were going to go on sale. And of course, this, like I said, starting September 19th, it'll be going pretty much around weekends. And as it gets closer into uh, Halloween, it'll be a few extra days during the week. But mainly, it's around the weekends and October 31st. If you want to find a little bit more information, you can go to Disneyland.com slash Halloween or call 714-781-4400 and ask all about it. And of course, the Haunted Mansion over there in Disneyland will be decked out in the Nightmare Before Christmas. If you're looking for some incredible fun and you want to get a sneak peek of Incredibles 2, Disney's Hollywood Studio and the Disney California Adventure on May 18th, there's going to be a stunning 3D within theater special effects going on at like the Sunset Showcase Theater and also the Walt Disney Presents Theater, of course, being relative to whichever park you're at. So you'll get a chance to get a sneak preview. Now, I don't know how much you're going to see. You're going to get about 10 minutes. So I, this could be the beginning of the film. It could be somewhere in the middle. Uh, oh, nope, nope. It does say the first 10 minutes here where I'm looking on the Disney Parks blog. So, yes, the first 10 minutes of the film, 3D with some effects. Now, I'm expecting the first 10 minutes is where you're going to have the Underminer. So there should be a pretty action-packed and fun scene. Once again, that is on May the 18th. So I think this is going to be very limited time. That's at least when it starts. And from the way they're talking about it, it sounds like it's going to be... A one day only. So be prepared. Get in there. Go check it out if you want a quick sneak preview. Now, we all know about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is coming. And we also hopefully remember Galactic Nights coming on May 27th. That'll be, that weird thing is, isn't that on a Sunday night? Yes, that's a Sunday night. That's very interesting. But we're less than two weeks away. I mean, it's coming up. In fact, I mean, heck, that's this, you know, it's a week from today, right now. Uh, so Star Wars Galactic Nights is going to happen, and uh, Dav- David Collins looks to be hosting here uh, for the Inside Star Wars Galaxy Edge. And you're going to be able to learn a lot more about it, and we've got a few people who are supposed to be appearing with him. We've got Scott Tob- Trowbridge. I think that's how you say it. And he's a portfolio and creative executive for Walt Disney Imagineering. We've got Eric Baker, who's a creative director of Walt Disney Imagineering. John Georges, executive producer of Walt Disney Imagineering. Margaret Carrison, who's a managing story editor of Walt Disney Imagineering. And, of course, Warwick Davis will be the official Galactic Nights event host. So... Remember, if you need to get tickets separate for this, this is going to be an after-park hours from 7 p.m. to midnight, okay? 
and it'll celebrate everything Star Wars, including Solo. So I expect maybe some extra merchandise. Uh, if the you know during the fireworks, maybe they'll have something from Solo. I don't know, but there's going to be some special things going on. Tickets are already on sale. You're running out of time. As far as I know, by the time you hear this, it may have sold out. So get on it and get it fast if you really are hoping to go. But if you can't go to that, maybe you can take a cruise. The Disney Cruise Line has actually announced some itinerary. Uh, the Disney Magic is going to return to New York in September of 2019, but we're looking at sailings to go into Bermuda, the Bahamas, and Canada from New York. So, yeah, Canada, if you want to go and visit that, you know, they're going to go to, uh, let's see, St. John, New Brunswick, Bar Harbor, Maine, and then, of course, on their way into Canada... Uh, we do expect, of course, for going to the Bahamas and Bermuda and stuff, you're going to go to Castaway Key and things like that. Uh, there's going to be some Baja and Mexican Riviera voyages from California aboard the Disney Wonder. Uh, that, of course, going to Cabo San Lucas, uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, a lot of places, snorkeling, scuba diving, lots of fun things to go along. Also, uh, around the, the interesting things, the vocations to the Bahamas and Caribbean from Texas, also on the Disney Wonder. Uh, they actually have some stops for the Grand Cayman and Cozumel, Mexico, and Falmouth, Jamaica. Uh, there's even some tropical escapes set for Florida. So the Disney Magic is going to be returning to Miami in November. And uh, the Disney Dream and the Disney Fantasy will be sailing some guest favorite itineraries out of Port Canaveral. Disney Fantasy is also going to have some fall fall cruises in October. There's going to be an eight-night voyage, which is going to go to St. Kitts, Antigua, and San Juan, Puerto Rico. Uh, also in December, there's going to be so the Disney Fantasy is taking one cruise to San Juan, Tortola, and Castaway Key. Uh, really, there's a lot of different cruises available right now. They have the full itinerary. If you are interested in taking a cruise, you can go to DisneyCruise.com and find a lot of details about this. Alrighty, there's also, this is kind of a fun thing. There's a fireworks dessert party going to go on at the Magic Kingdom Park at Walt Disney World. Uh, this is sort of an after party to the fireworks where you're going to have some dessert over at the Tomorrowland Terrace Restaurant. And of course, you know, it's dessert and you've just gotten to see fireworks. You know it's going to be good. But some of the offerings I'm seeing here are listed on the Disney Parks blog. They have like a s'mores action station. Uh, over at Frontierland, Pineapple Delights and Adventureland, Ooey Gooey Toffee Cakes in Liberty Square, Macaroons in Fantasyland, a Cookie Table in Tomorrowland, and Strawberry Tarts Main Street, USA. Uh, and there's going to be some more there. Uh, there's some photos here that shows cheeses and crackers. Uh, but the, on July 3rd and 4th, they're on select nights during the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, Merry Merry Christmas Party. Uh, there's going to be holly, holiday treats as well as some holiday fireworks. So this all is getting started on May 28th, and it's going to have basically like special event type of things going on. Now, if you want to go to this after fireworks dessert party, uh, you can start May 17th. So it's already started. You can start calling 407-WDW-DINE. It's going to be $69 for adults, $41 for children. Online reservations that are going to be available starting up on May 24th. That is the Thursday after I'm recording this. So, yes, you do have to reserve yourself into this party. Okay, moving along into... Well, wait, one more last thing I do want to report about the parks before I move on into some movie news. The Maleficent Dragon, I'm still expecting it to be repaired and returned, but I figured I'd report to you Prince Philip and Princess Aurora are filling in. 
which in a way seems appropriate. They're all from the same film after all, so you know, it makes sense. You're going to see them instead of Maleficent. So keep that in mind. You know, I, I think it's only temporary. I, they should be repairing the dragon. They've got the money to do it, I'm, and I'm sure it's important enough to Disney to do that. But into some movie news, we knew The Rock was going to be in the, a film adaption of The Jungle Cruise. We've known about this for a good long time. It's, you know, been tossed around a lot. But he has officially signed his contract, and he posted to Twitter saying that this is the biggest contract that he has ever signed, and he seems to be very excited about the project. Of course, it may be just excited because of the amount of money he's getting. Emily Blunt is also set to star with him. Now, this comes from TMZ. And I've had, you know, some people on Facebook are saying, well, TMZ has been right about some Star Wars news before. Uh, They're mainly tabloid. But they are claiming to have an Obi-Wan movie coming on. An Obi-Wan Kenobi Kenobi, and a solo Star Wars movie. Ewan McGregor, of course, has said that he would be interested to do it. Uh, Whatever this bulletin is, apparently it's a newly released production bulletin that the TMZ claims that they have gotten a hold of. And, of course, Obi-Wan, a Star Wars story, is what they're calling it. And it's going to be under the working title of Joshua Tree. Uh, And it lists Stephen Daldry as a director. And there's been, of course, rumors about him being in talks about a film. And he's now attached, and they're supposed to film it in London at the Star Wars studio that they recently used for The Last Jedi. And production is said to be started in a year in next spring. Uh, But... Here's what we have. They have a synopsis here on TMZ. They're saying Obi-Wan is, of course, on Tatooine. He's being a hermit. He's keeping an eye on Luke Skywalker. Keeping an eye on Uncle Owen. Uh, But there's suddenly some tensions between the local farmers and a tribe of sand people headed by a ruthless war chief. And so Obi-Wan's going to come out of hiding. Now, I would expect if Obi-Wan comes out of hiding, he's not going to show his hand of being a Jedi. If, If he starts tapping into the Force and causes the Force to kind of do some things, I suspect that Darth Vader would feel the Force going on. You know, he might sense the presence of Obi-Wan. So this could be a working plot of him trying to uh, defend Luke and protect Luke from Sand People in a revolt like this. But I don't know what all Obi-Wan would do because he would not want to risk bringing the Empire there or having Darth Vader sense his presence. So... Once again, though, this is still, you know, it's from a TMZ. I don't know where they're claiming they got this bulletin from. So I'm still considering this to be a bit of a rumor until we hear something directly from Lucasfilm. But here's something else that's very interesting. So it's possible that John Lasseter is going to be able to come back after he's been on sabbatical. Because he's definitely he made some mistakes. He's done some things, but apparently he, he they might let him come back uh, as kind of a limited capacity. Uh, we don't know exactly. He's going to have some creative input on any upcoming projects, uh, but it, there's it's kind of really loosey goosey on exactly what's going on here. But according to the Wall Street Journal, it's possible that after he's done this six month mark and some sort of decision is coming that he will possibly be able to come back. Now, I don't know if he's going to be forgiven by people who are probably upset with him. Uh, I don't know if he's really made some changes uh, to how he's doing things because he realizes he's done some stuff wrong. 
I, I'm, a, I'm a person who allows people to change, you know, if they if they really want to change and they really are seeking that forgiveness. Grace is something that I think is very, very important. So uh, I would like to be able to see him come back and, uh, and not make some of those same mistakes that he did before. Now, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I haven't gotten to watch this season at all because I was busy in schoolwork. But there's going to be 13 more episodes in the summer of 2019. They're calling it the sixth season. So I don't know if it's actually been six years since it's been on the ears. They do they do seasons so weird to me now. I don't fully understand them all. But there will be some more. And normally over the summer, isn't that when we've gotten some like side project type of things? Something like that, like this, where we normally have like Agent Carter or like the Inhumans, which I didn't actually finish watching all of the Inhumans because apparently it didn't really come out very well. I think I watched the first episode and I wasn't really that impressed. I would like the Inhumans to have been very, very good, but we do know we got at least 13 more episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know that it's going to go on any further after that. Now, some other interesting information. This one, we can be a little bit more confident about this information because it's coming from Entertainment Weekly. Uh, and I believe it was even what, like a part of in cans this came up. But we're hearing some talk that there could be a Lando Calrissian film. Kathleen Kennedy kind of let something slip, but apparently she also spoke out of turn a little bit. So, you know, because Lucasfilm said there was might have been a misunderstanding between a journalist in France and Kathleen Kennedy. And so, well, we'd love to do a story about Lando Calrissian, but it's not happening right now. Uh, but And they do say, well, it would be fun to tell the story of Han and Chewie, which makes us think, you know, we have heard that they've thought about doing a sequel to Solo, maybe even a trilogy of Solo films, depending upon how this film works, if it goes over well. Right now, they are they are having some difficulty with some of their fan base. There were some comments made by one of the writers that uh, I did even see some fan reaction on Facebook. I've seen some things on YouTube. People aren't exactly happy with some of the uh, the what's been said about Lando of and, and it's stuff that's not even important to Star Wars or the character. But they really shouldn't be making changes to the original characters. They should maybe make new characters to represent what they want and. I don't want to really get into it here, but believe me, you can find anything you want about the, the some new information about Lando that you could possibly want to find. And like I said, I'm not going to get into it here. Uh, but before we get into our fun discussion, which we have our third host, you know what we haven't done in a long time? And we have all kinds of audio from Eric from Walt Disney World, and he's not here with us right now to tell us continue telling his story about his trip but we do have some audio from him so you know what let's listen to some of that audio he brought us from walt disney world
Yes, folks, we only have high-class stuff on this show. And now, here's a special treat out of Tampa. Our own Tracy.
Okay, so we're going to have a little bit of fun now. It's time for our first time doing some third host. All right. First time. So, yes, as you just heard, Lost Boy Philip has now joined us. And, of course, Lost Boy Eric's still here. Howdy. Still here. All right, so we've got a variety of topics to dive into, and we'll save the big one for last. But first thing I want to throw up to you, (laughs) and it's funny I said throw up, because (laughs) if you check our YouTube channel, hopefully I'll have it up very, very soon, but uh, Philip and I had some fun with some Harry Potter flavors, including some Birdie Bots beans and some pumpkin juice and some butterbeer, but that's that's a whole other thing. But check the video on our YouTube channel. You can get their <laughs> links are right there on the website, NeverlandPodcast.com, or search for the Neverland Podcast on YouTube. We're, that's also where I'm live streaming Kingdom Hearts, although I haven't been able to play in a while. I'm stuck fighting the Cerberus. Anyway, but but yeah, speaking of vomit, you'll you'll know why when you see the video. But uh, and also, what <laughs> might make you vomit, Eric? You shared this with me just yesterday. I'll go ahead and let you tell us what you found. Well, um. Cartoon Networks is uh, releasing a new series based on one of the properties that uh, we knew as kids. Uh, it did have something of a revival about, uh, oh, maybe about a decade ago where they had a, another season. Um, you remember uh, what the Sword of Omens is, right? Oh, yes. It gives you sight beyond sight. Exactly. And it operates there on Third Earth where it's wielded by Lionel, leader of the Thundercats. Yeah, in their quest, in their quest to bring justice to Third Earth against the Mumra, and they're oh, back. They, sort of, kind of. Um, well, I think they have backs. <laughs> so uh, the, there, yes, there, there is a new Thundercats series coming to Cartoon Network entitled Thunder. Thundercats Roar. 
Yeah. And, and oh my gosh. the design is, well, have you seen Teen Titans Go? Or oh. no, it's even worse than that. It's, it's even worse than Steven Universe. Steven Universe, it kind of reminded me of Steven Universe, mm-hmm. but not as cute. It, it reminds me of Steven Universe and Gumball. Yeah. Yeah. I told my friend it looked like Muppet Babies puked out. Uh, what, what, what's the vomit today? What's with I vomit? Don't, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't. Uh, <laughs> there's a theme. You know, yes. the, the, the design indicates that um, it's going to be it, – it's not really going to revere the source material. No kidding. Quite the way that we would expect it oh. to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And they're playing it as a comedy for some reason because the yeah. guy who's putting this together and he's got a video on YouTube and he's got I guess it's supposed to be a man bun but he looks like Pebbles Flintstone. Like, I don't know. He's off his rocker. He's apparently a big Thundercats fan. They show in the video him having the DVDs all the seasons of Thundercats. But he thought the the entire concepts leads lends itself to comedy. And it's, he's made like a parody almost of the Thundercats. Yeah, and you know it's it's difficult to see something like this um, be presented. You know, who knows? It could be a fun, it could be a, an enjoyable show. But based upon what Cartoon Network has done, going from Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go, it's a hundred and eighty degree difference yeah. between what the shows represent. And yeah. you know, uh, if they ever do that, something like that to He Man, I am going to like throw a major fit. You know, that's the only thing we can do. We got no control. Yeah, we have no control. Mm -hmm. But as Rob Paulson told me at Planet Comic Con when he's talking about his new Ninja Turtle series, which I've now seen the trailer, that the animation looks terrible. Unfortunately, I'm confident in the voice acting in because Rob Paulson, I think, is going to get great performers. But I don't think that series is going to be very good either. But Rob Paulson did say, "Well, if it's not good, people won't watch it, and it'll go away." Mm -hmm. Just simple as that. So we can give it a fair shot if we want to, but I don't think I'm going to give this one a fair shot. I don't want to see it. If kids watch it, mm-hmm. tune in and make it a thing, well, great. But I, if, if kids get excited about Thundercats from watching this show, I would like to show them the original series and see if they probably will enjoy that one as well. I, I really yeah. hoped the second one that they brought out was going to be good. I like the second one, though. I tried. I, I guess I was a little lost by the whole, you know... Tigra and Lionel. Yeah, it, thing. it, it, it added weird. a bit of depth and some backstory. But it was strange, and I couldn't understand it. But that being said, I would much rather have that than this. Yeah. I would much rather have that than this. But, boy, this is it's something else. Yeah. I mean, if they could have taken it seriously and maybe maybe had a bit of humor, you do still have snark. Yeah. You can have some humor, but... And they said, oh, but there's going to be lots of action in this, but your character design shows me your action is going to be ridiculous and goofy, and you're not taking the subject, the, 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 the series, seriously enough to, have, to make it cool and adventurous and high adventure and fun that kids would enjoy with a, with a good taste of humor. I'm almost afraid somebody's going to grab Silverhawks and do that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Snarf looks like the serious one of the whole bunch. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> let's see what other properties are there out there that they could do this to uh, mask crusaders um, mask is supposed <laughs> to be getting a movie though i have heard really yes that could be awesome working overtime fighting crime fighting, fighting crime, crime. <laughs> as long as michael bay doesn't get it because he's already had enough transforming vehicles i don't want michael bay to make a mask movie so if they if i hear that i'm gonna have a conniption i think jazz bizarre of techno retro dads might have a conniption too it's possible. Ugh. Oh, I had a thought pop into my head. Uh-oh. 
Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. <laughs> How that, that's what we bears. need is a goofy venger. Mm, there you go. Wow. I remember the pawpaw bears. Those yeah. were goofy. That, that's oh. supposed to be goofy. <laughs> yeah. Pawpaw bears. How about gummy bears from the Disney? They need to come back. I would like them to come back. Mm. They bring, make I'd it love computerized. It. That'd be fun. Make it, yeah, like a 3D. Yeah. But, well, we're talking about things we're afraid they might bring back in a bad way. But that would be something I would just want yeah. them to bring back. And I'm it serious. would be great. That'd be great, though. Because that could be high adventure oh. and fun and comedy. Oh, definitely. But if, if, as far as a bad cartoon already, might as well try to do some of it. What, Rubik. Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube. <laughs> <laughs> Rubik's oh, the Amazing wow. Cube. <laughs> what about uh, Turbo? You remember that? Turbo Teen. Yeah. Yes. Turbo Teen. Yeah. Yes. That's terrible. Wow. Well, so I, I did, I, here's another property that I hope that they do not touch. Unfortunately, it's held by Disney, but oh. you never know. Yeah. Gargoyles. Oh. oh I, I want to see a movie of that. That would be so cool. I, You know, we were talking about, you know, Lionel. I'd really like to see a good live series because you could do that. Yeah. Uh, Thundercats, but, but Silverhawks, really. Silverhawks would be a great series. That would be a great series. You could do that really well, I think, especially nowadays with computer, uh, you know, genetics, all these things they could do. They could do it so well. The computer animation. Computer genetics. Genetics. Uh, I I meant to say animation. I'm sorry. Computer graphics, I guess. No, genetics. Computer genetics. You can make people look like they're half... No, seriously. Put some DNA into the computer. Bring it to life. You could use the computer... Your robot overlords are waiting for DNA. But special effects nowadays, you could do anything to make that look good. Yeah. You really could. And oh, there was even, I remember a long time ago, somebody photoshopped Brad Pitt to look like Lionel. They took a, a, a shot from Troy and changed the colors and then did the hair. And Vince Vaughn, and they had in there oh. too. Remember? It's, Vince uh, Vaughn as Panther would Panthro, be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a live action Thundercats movie. Maybe if this Masters of the Universe movie comes over and does really well, they'll think about something like Thundercats as a live action film. Well, they would do a good we job of that. We can cross our fingers, you know. And then Shira's coming back to Netflix. I hope there's some He-Man somewhere in there because, yeah. you know, Shira's origin involves well, He-Man. He-Man. So that's her brother, you know. So I, I, I really, I'm, I'm hoping that's good too. But okay, the there's another the show. Another show who's coming back, and Philip absolutely loves this. And this is the reason why Tom Selleck was not Indiana Jones is because he was Magnum PI. Yeah, that's right. I own every episode. I've got the <laughs> shirt. I had the ha- I got it all, baby. He's got a costume. <laughs> yes, I dress like him. We just need cases. the helicopter. Hey, I want the helicopter. I want the Ferrari. Let me tell you. Of course, something. we want the Ferrari. <laughs> That's it's right. a Ferrari. C- come on, Higgins. I <laughs> 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 oh, love Magna PI. It started in 1981, and that was just one of the greatest shows through all the 80s. You know, I mean, this was a show that was so great that almost every action TV show was somewhat based on Magna P.I. They were they all, in that at that time... I can see it. Yeah, at, at that time, different shows started changing, trying to be a lot like Magnum. You can see it. There's so many shows like that and the show Dallas. Those are the two shows that all the other night shows are kind of being based on. You can see it all through the 1980s. Just watch it. You'll see Miami Vice was somewhat trying to be like Magnum, as were all these other shows, uh, Simon and Simon, and, which, by the way, even had a crossover with Magnum. Uh, even uh, Mercy Wrote had a crossover with Magnum. There's all, all sorts of wonderful shows that were trying to be like Magnum P.I. Wonderful show. And the theme song. By the way, the first, I think it was 14, maybe it was 13, episodes did not have that theme song. Wow. Yeah, really? I, I own, yeah. I own the, the first season, all the seasons. But on that first 13 episodes, I think it was, had another show. I mean, another theme song to the show. And it just, it didn't flow. It, it was more of a Rockfordish 
sound. You have to understand that Magna P.I. was by the same producers and many of the same writers as Rockford. The Rockford Files. Rockford Files, yeah. Rockford Files. With uh, James Garner. James Garner. And uh, whenever it started, it just didn't seem right. But man, once that theme was on there, oh, look out. You you can't stop it. Oh, it's beautiful. But Tom Selleck was was that on Jan Hammer theme? I think. But when Rockford Files was on, Tom Selleck was on the last couple seasons on there as a character that was so loved, they had him come back. And then they thought we should give him his own series. Not the same character, but 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 Tom Tom Selleck. They said to him, just like they did with James Garner, they said, we will make the character named after you, not the same last name, but the same first name. So, because when uh, Rockford was made, they named him James Rockford hmm. after James Garner. And with uh, Tom Selleck, they named him Thomas Magnum after <laughs> Tom Selleck. So, that's what they did. And, man, Magnum was great. It was so great. A lot of the same producers, writers, directors went to, uh, to Magnum. And they even had a lot of the same actors coming in as side characters and guest stars and things like that. A wonderful show that when they ended it, people weren't happy the way Magnum ended because he died. They brought him back for another season and he didn't really die. They had it as if he was it going... It was all in. a dream? It was, like, it was like a coma. He was in a coma. And <laughs> of course. He was all a dream. Well, kind of. <laughs> yeah. He was going into a coma and they brought him back. Brought like He wasn't really dead. He was yeah. just kind of... He's only mostly away. dead. Yes, mostly that. <laughs> well, the, the way they ended the show, uh, I, it was 1988. I think if you don't know by now, you wait a little too long to look it up. As he was walking into heaven, that's how they end the show. And as the season began, that last season, uh, they said, Magnum, Magnum. And he suddenly wakes up. And he's like, oh, okay, so he wasn't dead. Yeah. This was almost in there. Almost dead. <laughs> mostly dead, mostly which dead. means slightly alive. That's right. It's a good show. You gave it a chance. I'm telling you, you love it. Yeah, I think I've, I've watched like the first episode as far as I've ever gotten. I should probably oh, watch the rest. I don't great. know if they're still on Netflix because CBS All Access has the entire series. I got them all, but I know. I tried to watch on Netflix, and I, I it seemed like he made a giant leap to solve the case, and I was like, what? And I don't yeah. know. It didn't. It didn't click with me, but. I mean, it looks like the series is a lot of fun, so yeah. I would still like to watch it's it. Get, yeah, it's it better through the ages, I'm telling you. Yeah. But now it's coming back with yeah. Jay Hernandez, and they're making a thing about him being a Hispanic Magnum P.I. They even make a joke in the trailer. Although, I got to say, the trailer does look like it's going to be fun, and I think I might give this a try. Yeah. Uh, this is actually being brought around by the same people who uh, do who they like Peter Linkoff? He's a writer producer behind the reboots of Hawaii Five O and MacGyver, mm-hmm. and so now he's bringing back this. It must be all his favorite shows or something. He's trying to remake. Probably. Now I don't know. If, uh, I guess Hawaii Five O is having some success. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the MacGyver reboot did. I haven't watched either one because I n- didn't really watch the original series of those so much either. And I would rather watch the original MacGyver though. I want to see what inspired it really. Um, so, but okay. So Jay Hernandez. Is he's going to be known for being in Suicide Squad? I guess he was the uh, the guy that I the, the only character I really liked. Although Will Smith was pretty interesting as Deadshot, and and Harley Quinn was pretty cool. But the most interesting character to me, I think, was him, where he was he was like the pyro guy, wasn't he? Yeah, Diablo. Diablo. I kind of liked him. He was interesting because he was he didn't want to hurt anyone anymore. He you know he was I don't know I liked his character better in that one. But he's also known for Friday Night Lights. Uh, Bad Moms, Hostel. Uh, he's in that Netflix Bright, which apparently is really terrible. I could have told you that from the, pre- the preview. Uh, he's also <laughs> recently appeared in Scandal, Nashville, and The Expanse on television. 
nothing that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, Suicide Squad. Didn't you no, see that one? You no, didn't see Suicide Squad. No, it looked terrible to me, and everything I've yeah. heard it, from it is. It, it wasn't completely terrible. It has it has its moments. Yeah. I mean, but, but so does Man of Steel. Yeah, it has I was its say, moments. There's <laughs> nothing worth watching. But that being said, I am going to watch the first episode or two and give it a chance. I, yeah. I'm more Higgins doesn't look good to me in it, but. The only good oh, part. She looks pretty good to me. She's a pretty lady. Pretty, pretty lady, but she well, I simply mean she doesn't look like she doesn't seem to be Higgins. Well, she does seem to have that attitude and uppity. Well, yeah, she's so, English, but but by that I didn't she mean, I didn't mean Heather Higgins. I didn't mean that uh, all English are, are uppity. What I mean by that, <laughs> what I mean is that she's English and that she can be uppity acting. But Higgins is a middle-aged man who's uh, kind of you know. Uppity, and he sits at home, but he doesn't. He's a not an action man. Yeah, she was, you know, in the, just by the preview, she's up there saving the day. Yeah, this version of Higgins is going to be in on the action, but yeah, this also makes me wonder if she's a potential love interest because it could be like moonlighting, be. where they don't could seem be. to get along, but at some point you just kind of could start be. to like each other. The only part that seemed like magnet to me was the helicopter, yes. the car, and the music. Now these other two characters that they've introduced, like yeah. Magnum's team, are they part of? Oh yeah, that's Rick and, and TJ. Uh, yeah. So they were on the series. Oh yeah, I did remember right. from the trailer. It, it did remind me of the first episode where he's tracking in on people off his old Navy SEALs group or whatever, his old military unit were were being killed, and it looks like they are doing that same story. Oh yeah, because well, he's tracking down a friend of his that was. killed. I don't know what war they're going to be involved in in this. Yeah, probably, probably Gulf War, Gulf something War, like that. I'm assuming that uh, I'm going to give it a chance for at least for the first few uh, episodes. It won't be Magna P.I. to me, but it'll be, you know, Magna P.I. the next generation, we'll call it. <laughs> you know. So like all these other Spider, so. like Ultimate Spider-Man always called Spider-Boy, and these other cartoons that are kind of around that, they're like Spider-Boy. And even the current Spider-Man in the MCU, to me, is Spider-Boy. Because he's a kid and he acts like a kid, and so it's to me it's Spider Boy. It's it's like not quite the same thing, but yet it's kind of the thing. Well, it's like the new Hawaii Five O. I like the original, but I, it's not that I hate the new one. I haven't it's watched a, either. So. I don't really watch it, but I've seen an episode or two, and it's not horrible. It's not you know. I wonder though if they're going to try to find a way to bring back the A Team because that movie wasn't too bad. I kind of no. liked it. I like Liam Neeson especially. Yeah, I wouldn't mind them trying to bring the A Team back. It won't, it's not the same, but it's okay. At least another generation can get into yeah. it. Time. How about you, Eric? What other live-action mm-hmm. TV show do you want to see brought back? Well, I want to see Dr. Samuel Beckett make it home. Oh, me too. Dude, totally. See, I waited, yes. I waited for years for them to have a uh, re- reunion movie of Magna P.I. I I've waited for years because all the actors are still alive. And then Quantum Leap, though. Those, mm-hmm. about. those are the two. Which, by the way, same producers and directors. Magna P.I., Quantum Leap. Uh, Rocker, and they could still. I mean, Scott Bakula, come on, get him back. Yeah, just, he's this still around. I saw a lot of people, the oldest older people, would recognize Quantum Leap that way. Yeah, but oh, and even even to start a new Quantum Leap series, have Scott Bakula come home, There's but then but then even launch a new series with some new characters. Yes. but have Scott Bakula be in that mentor role. Ooh. What was that? That's, that's, that's quantum leap. Oh, that, <laughs> that was uh, probably my sweetie wife telling me she's about ready to come home. Oh, okay. I thought that that he was being called home finally. <laughs> Sam's coming home. Come on home, Sam. <laughs> so yes, quantum leap would be so him, cool. I was trying to tell him it's time. Yes. <laughs> oh man. No, but I'll tell you another show that'd be kind of fun if they redid it. Simon and Simon. I never watched mm-hmm. that one. What? That was a great show, man. I never Jerome watched that McGrady. one. Gerald McGrady. Another crossover. 
Was that Starsky and Hutch crossed over with something? Oh, that's that a great right? show. Yeah, I I didn't see the movie where they tried to. I remember watching that when I was little, but I don't remember a whole lot of Starsky and Hutch. That's a good show. Yeah, I, I only vaguely remember because I was so little. You know, it'd be nice if they brought back that Incredible Hulk TV show. Oh, that's right, they sort of did. It's movies now. Woo-hoo. I, I got them. <laughs> so yes, and I actually like this Hulk a little better because when I was a kid, that Incredible Hulk TV show scared the bejesus out of me. Oh yes. Well, and, and until until. Mr. Rogers showed us that yes. you know, the, the Incredible Hulk was a, a nice man. I watched that. Oh, my gosh. You I didn't watch that? I'm, uh, I'm going to go on YouTube later. I'm going for YouTube later. I So he had Lou Ferrigno on? Lou Ferrigno. And, I, and I said, Hulk makeup? Or? Well, I, I can't remember if he actually got the makeup. I just remember they showed him where they went to the backstage and showed how they did that and all that. Oh, oh, that is so cool. Mr. Rogers was the best. We love Mr. Rogers. Yes, he was the best. Speaking of people we love that we have also lost, yes, uh, we've really got to get into this. Uh, Margaret Ruth Kidder, yes, born 1948, mm. October 17th, just passed away on May 13th at age 69 in Livingston, Montana, USA. Margot Kidder, as we knew her by, and to me, will always be Lois Lane. She Amen. was my childhood Lois Lane. Yes. And all, was always Lois Lane. Like, Chris Marie was always Superman to me. Yes, me too. Uh, so this, she was always Lois Lane. But this is kind of weird. So she was born, see, uh, in Yellowknife of the Northwest Territories of Canada to Jocelyn Mary Jill Wilson, a history teacher from British Columbia, and Kendall Kidder, a New Mexico-born mining engineer and explosives expert. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there is a long list. Of, oh, wow. Even here in 2017, something called The Neighborhood. Uh, uh, she was in R.L. Science, The Haunting Hour. A lot of stuff. Real gangsters. That sounds familiar. Um, wow. Halloween 2 in 2009. Yeah. yeah. I See, I only ever saw her I've that I know it. of yeah. in Superman. And all four Superman movies, although in Superman 3, another. Oh, she pop, did pop up in Smallville, huh? Yeah, I, I watched yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Her character passed away at one point, which yeah, I was sad to see. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, she was in, she was in it quite a, a few times. I see a lot of guests appearing in, like, Law & Order... Earth, the final conflict, the outer limits, uh, tribulation. I don't know the industry. La Femme Nikita TV series. Uh, a lot of TV movies. She popped up in Touched by an Angels, the Teddy Bear Scare TV movie. She huh. popped up in Ah Real Monsters as Mistress Helga. Uh, wow, Boston Common. I guess had a kind of a reoccurring role. Well, I guess it was only a role. Uh, uh, six episodes. Captain Planet and the Planet. Phantom Twenty Four. Oh, she was in Captain Planet. She was Gaia in Captain Planet and the Planeteers. And then I was—I didn't realize she'd done so much voice work. Phantom Twenty Forty. I remember that series. I didn't watch it, but I remember it. <laughs> uh, someone called the pornographer. Well, okay. <laughs> New Adventures of the Black Stallion. Murder. Yeah, she wrote Street Legal. A lot of Ozma of Oz. There you go. So it was a straight-to-video, so she did some Oz. Emerald City of Oz, The Marvelous Land of Oz, Wonderful She's Wizard of Oz. She's the narrator. Wow. So it did a whole lot more than uh, what I ever knew of. But you know, oh, she was even in the Amityville Horror, the original one. Oh, that's right, yeah. Wow. And, wow, I mean, I've even gone Barnaby Jones, even before Superman, all yeah, the stuff saw, that she had done. I saw she was in one of the Mavericks. We're talking like the old TV show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Again with James Garner. Yeah, with James Garner. He's back again, folks. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. It's a connection here. But I I I just I mainly remember her as Lois Lane. She really did bring out the spunk and the the investigativeness and that um 
what's the word I'm looking for? The um, when you're super investigating, you don't give up. You're really determined, yeah. but uh, um, tenacious. tenacious, tenacious. Yes, Plus, they said that really sold them. Come at the producer directors. Uh, Richard Donner. Richard Donner yes. and also some of the producers. What really did sell them to, to make a fake that she was the one wasn't just that. Was that when she looked at the stranger, Christopher Reeve, what really made them believe that she was Lois Lane was that she had that tenacity but also and spunk, but also that when she looked at this stranger, it looked like she wanted to be with him. Talking physically and that she was yeah. in love Chris with him. Chris Reeve was a very handsome fellow. Yeah. I mean let's but, <laughs> but all these other people that and women they looked at, they said they would say all the lines and they would look like uh, you know they were surprised and they liked Superman, but she would look like she was in love with him, just mm. absolutely in love and wanted to be with him forever. And that she's had that in her eyes. And I thought, mm. yeah, she did, man. And she really did. Can you read my mind? Yes. <laughs> can you can you see the thoughts I'm thinking? Yeah, <laughs> wondering all the wonderful you things got- that you are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You got me? Who's got you? Uh, yes. Good it's still my favorite bit. Because <laughs> really, some of that there could have come off super silly and not believable, and yet it's just good comedy. But she did it well even to just stand there and as he goes away and she just falls over, which it was done just the right level of comedy to not make it so goofy, uh, considering that you're making a Superman movie. It could have been really goofy and, and silly. But to have just mm-hmm. the right level of comedy, she did great. Uh, and even you know, being in that role, where a lot of people probably would complain, she was like the damsel in distress. Because that's yeah, that's a little slang thing. She's very tenacious, but she'll go after a story and sometimes get herself in over her head where she does need Superman to come and help. That's the thing you hear people say about the character of Lois Lane that they talk about her being the damsel in distress. But if they ever really got to know the character, she's not. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, Superman comes. She's to a help military her, kid. But how she got <laughs> in the the situation she's in. Is by not being a damsel in distress because she gets in there. She wants to get that story. She, you know, she is tenacious. That is yeah, the word. Absolutely, and brave. Oh you know, yeah, she's got some. Oh, but, yeah. but sometimes that elevator is going up in the Eiffel Tower, and you're stuck underneath. And what are you supposed to do? No matter how brave you are. No matter how brave <laughs> you are, you are in trouble, and you need Superman. That's right. And sometimes you're just silly, and you're trying to prove the Clark Superman, and you jump into the Niagara Falls. Yeah, that was a silly thing to do. But and by the way. <laughs> Sometimes you do that because you're tenacious. Whether you're a woman or a man or anybody, you're going to need help in that situation. You are going to need it. She would get herself into those situations because she was that brave and that tough that she would get into there. She'd get in situations that no normal person would probably get themselves into because she was was going to get that story. She wanted the truth, and she was going for it. And she was really, I tell you, Margot Kidder, to me, will always be... My choice, my first choice of Lois Lane. When everyone mentions Lois Lane, I think mm-hmm. of all of them, but yeah. I think of her first. And then I think of the old school one of the 1950s TV show. Uh, the George Reeves. And then uh, I think of the Smallville one. Then I think, of, I just love them all. But she's the first one to me, Marvel. Yeah, she will always be my Lois Lane. Me too. Me too. And my just first. broke my heart when I found out she passed. Yeah, me too. So much that yeah. went. And I'm going to play this music here, but uh, I found uh, Maureen McCormick, I believe, is the one who sang it, but... And I don't know if John Williams was writing for the lyrics that are the lines that were already in the film in a very little or lyrical style, or if they wrote these words to the John Williams Lois love theme. But hearing the Maureen McCormick singing it, uh, there was some video I even found on YouTube. I shared it on our Facebook page. Well, it kind of got to me knowing that yeah. she was gone because uh, she's always going to be my Lois. Yeah. So my first big superhero thing was Superman, you know, oh, when we were too. that little. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any other thoughts you want to add to that, Eric? Not really. I think we've we've pretty much covered it. We don't want to beat the horse to death. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so let's just park it in and we'll just listen to Can You Read My Mind with Maureen McCormick. All right, so one of the things that we got to get into is some of the uh, the more enjoyable, fun scenes out of Superman while we're talking about the first Superman movie. Uh, and we were just discussing this off air, and I was like, "Oh, we got to get this back on air." But we love uh, Philip. You were talking about the flying scene and them, them holding hands in the air, and how you were like, "Yes, I'll enjoy. never." <clears throat> every time I think about her as Lois Lane, I'll always think about uh, those two holding hands as they fly through the air. I'll also think about them being on the balcony talking. 
And uh, those two, you just mentioned yeah. Superman being kind yeah, of Yeah, Superman backing. turns into like a bar fly and says <laughs> stuff like, you know, when she asks, well, do you have a girlfriend? So, well, if I did, you'd be the first one to know. Yeah. Well, we like hitting on her. Yeah, but she's kind of hitting on him first. Yeah. She asked him, she asked Superman what color underwear she's wearing. Yes. Because she's talking about the fact that uh, he can see through things. Oh, and he but says, he has a little trouble seeing through lead. Yeah, because she says, what color underwear am I wearing? He says, uh, I'm not really sure. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. I embarrassed you. He goes, well, no, no. He goes, I, I, it seems like I, it's, well, it's made out of lead. He goes, I have a hard time seeing through lead. She goes, oh, that's interesting. And then, then she when comes she, gets up, the she gets up later on, stands, and this is, you know, a few minutes later, she stands up and starts walking around. He goes, pink, pink. And she goes, what? He goes, pink. And he points down and she goes, Oh, yeah, he goes, oh, sorry, Miss Lane, I didn't mean to embarrass you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is some good stuff. The one thing that I always thought was just kind of funny is, is, is almost how careless Superman gets. Or I don't know if he maybe tried to do this on purpose. Go when, when they're flying and he, oops, sli- she slips out of his fingers. Well, what it is is. But then when he catches her, they're just in that perfect position of holding her. I think what's happened is. She's getting more and more, uh, feeling more and more free, like she's flying. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she's kind of getting he's, loose. He's kind of, he is kind of letting her kind of loose. He's just, oh yeah, but he he gets a little careless, I think. Well, let's, he's let's not it, forget the, you know, this is a comic book movie, but it's a little more unrealistic in the sense that she's able to fly with both arms out, like she's flying. Yeah, she's yeah. kind of gliding in through the air, though, as uh, you know, but with let's the be wind honest, underneath. If I was holding you. With your hand, and I was flying like Superman, you wouldn't have the ability to do that. You'd probably get drugged behind, right? Yeah. But, you know, I also don't want to judge too awful much. After all, this is just fantasy. But right. still, you know. And then she falls, yep. and he, of course, catches her. And that is a beautiful moment. Yeah, that is a great moment. And going above the clouds. And, and that's when the she bird starts saying, by. can you read my can mind? Can you read my mind? And then later on, as you said earlier, they do put that into the music, the yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. beautiful John Williams music. Yes, right. Which would that movie have done as well without John Williams' Superman no. theme? I don't think no. it would have. The, the fact is, and I don't want to put this man down because I think he's wonderful. He's one of my favorite composers of all time. But Jerry Goldsmith also had music, and uh, you know Richard Donner was trying to choose between them. But he said what he could not put uh, away was whenever he heard John Williams' music. John Williams in that music, he says he said. Dun, 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 Superman. Yes. So when he hears it, and I hear it, well, I'll tell you something. And even look up in the sky, what could it be? It's a bird, it's a plane, Superman. That's what I hear every time. I'm going to tell you, that music is a part of my life so much that no matter what I'm doing, that music is in my head each and every day. <laughs> my poor nephews and nieces are in my life a lot. They hear John Williams' music in everything. I'm, I'm, I'm Jaws in it all the time. Look out. Coming, and I mean, I mean all the time. <laughs> Star Wars is always in there. Indiana Jones, E.T. I mean, Superman more than anything. Yes. I'm telling you. It, and what a great theme for Lois. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Me, love it. Absolutely love it. See how I was able to dive it back over to Margot Kidder? That's because I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Margot Kidder as yeah. Lois Lane. I, it's, I'm sad to hear she's gone. It's not mm-hmm. like she still plays her, but. Watch her on Smallville. She did such a great job on that. She really did. And nothing against Annette O'Toole as Lana Lang. She was no. great, but that's not a very good movie. No. She was, just wasn't no. the same. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know why they did that? To, I, maybe I shouldn't say this, but you can edit this. But the reason why they did that was because Margot Kidder uh, had said a few things about the producers mm. not uh, allowing Richard Donner to come back and direct. 
And because she went out of her way to say, maybe it is, maybe it is a professional, I don't know. But she really respected Richard Donner being a great director, as yeah. she is. And she thought they did wrong for doing what they did, which I happen to agree. I'm not editing that out because she's not wrong. Yeah, and, and <laughs> well, time has proven. Yeah. And the fact is, is they got mad at her and kind of made made it to where she, they argue this. Oh, we did not, we did not. Well, say what you will, but it's it's kind of obvious that you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To where she was hardly in part three. Yeah, she was in terrible part four, but they did yeah. not produce. Which, well, that was that was more Christopher Reeves' baby, though. Well, they were, didn't produce it anyway. Yeah. And it was in another company. And yeah. that they did was horrendous uh, special effects. <laughs> Destroy Superman. They only showed the same flying effect three or four or ten times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Canon Productions. And uh, came up with Superman's <laughs> rebuild vision. Don't worry, if he knocks down the Great Wall of China, Superman can rebuild it by staring at it. Someday we need to have a show all about Superman movies, and I got some information on all of that. That's horrendous. We <laughs> should do that. We'll do that again sometime this summer here. Well, let's, hey, let's this do that. is the 80th anniversary of Superman. Yes, yes it, it is. is. So, yeah, I know Superman's not Disney, but we can dive into it because it's Neverland around here. I, it's all about talking about the stuff that made us enjoy growing up. And Superman definitely was part of my childhood. And I have drawn, I have drawn the Superman Mickey. And there you go. And if not just that, Stan Lee, who is the Mr. Marvel man, has admitted many a times if it weren't for uh, Superman and all that stuff, there would not be the Marvel character. Exactly. And that's, mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff. there you go. So we you wouldn't have these Marvel characters <laughs> if it wasn't for the beginning with Superman, the original, right, the right. first. So you got to respect the Superman. I just wish they'd give him a good movie again. Yeah, same here. It's been such a long time since we had a good Superman. Movie. 1982. <laughs> well, Superman Returns wasn't completely awful. No, I liked it pretty good. It was. It, it has its moments. Brandon Routh, I think, did okay. He was trying really hard to be like Christopher Reeve. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's then yeah. that's not easy to do, and I, I give him credit because I, I really felt he was trying to be Christopher Reeve. He just didn't have the same presence of Christopher it, Reeve. Be truthful about it, the uh, Henry Cavill was supposed to be Superman in that movie. Really? Yeah. 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 And I think he doesn't make a bad Superman. No, it's the right I just no, think, it's yeah, the, the movies just have not been good. So yeah, I actually like him. It's just I, I do like Henry Cavill. Yeah. And I did like his Superman moment there in Justice League. Yeah. With the faster than the Flash moment. Uh, <laughs> we'll just say it like that. I don't want to spoil it in case people haven't seen it because it's so awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it's. But yes, we love you, Superman. Thank you for 80 years. And we love you, Margot Kidder. And go on to your eternal rest. Mm-hmm. 69 years was far too short. Right. And and two good Superman movies was far too few. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official lost boy or pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander. Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. 
visit patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast to donate to keeping the pixie dust alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.